Welcome back. Episode 8, February 2nd, 2020. The second ad is in the beep newspaper today. I just wish one person would read it, would want to look at it. Just one person. I thank beep, beep for putting the second ad in the Sunday paper. I appreciate it because she is now the third person throughout this time that has offered to help. So thank you. Madison and I went to the cemetery today to see that there is still water laying on the ground. It makes me sick. Tomorrow is a new week. Bless me to get some news, positive news. You do good, good things happen. You do bad, bad things happen. I will give it a little time to follow through with what needs to be done to resolve this. Then I will keep moving forward. I haven't heard from anyone about the ad in last Wednesday paper and nothing from anyone in this past Sunday's paper. My gosh, people really must not read the paper anymore. I do have my letters finished to send to some broadcasters, so I will get them ready to be mailed. We need help. February 5th, 2020. Because of the snowstorm we had last night today, we were not able to go to the cemetery, but we will go as soon as the weather clears. No, I haven't heard anything about the ad, but we are going to keep reaching out. Someone will hear us, see us, help us. My friend called and she asked, have you heard anything? I said, no. She said, wow, no one reads a paper anymore. I said, no, apparently not. I'm really hoping and praying that something works because we are not giving up. February 6, 2020. We did go check out the cemetery today. Snow covered the grass and the streets are somewhat clear. At least we were there to see them. I took pictures of Megan's area. The pond of water is iced over. It's just so sad that it still floods. February 10th, 2020. Wow, what a day. I'm cleaning, feeling good. I ate some lunch to finish cleaning and boy, it hit me. I have food poisoning. I'm sick and believe me, this is not what I needed. I laid down and as the afternoon moved on, I'm feeling worse. At my worst, I get a call. Beep called. And at first, when I saw the caller ID in my mind, I thought, it's a telemarketer. I let it ring through. As soon as it quit ringing, it's ringing again. When I saw it on the caller ID this time, I thought, who is this? Then I said the letters out loud. Beep, beep, beep. Beep. I jumped up in bed and said out loud, it's the news station. I answered. I said, hello. A man said, Emily. I said, yes. He said, this is beep, beep at news. Beep. I was going through some emails and found this email from you. I said, yes. He said, can you tell me what's going on? I said, yes. And I told him what had happened. I told him about the admission on January 16, 2019, and I had met Mark at the cemetery to find where they drew red boxes in the grass or even further away from where Megan is. He asked, did they put the headstones back? I said, no. I told him about the two trees. I told him about the day of the flood that in May of 2015, there was no tree. At Easter 2016, there's no tree, but after I had my first meeting with them and they say they cut down a tree, at Halloween 2016, there's now a pile of dirt to show they cut down a tree. A tree that never stood where they say they cut one down. I told them about the day we dug Megan's headstone up, how the casket didn't look like the one we buried Megan in, I said, I have sent the two pictures of the caskets to so many people. I have even asked strangers, and I have not gotten one yes. 
I told them, I have hundreds of pictures and I have played that game quite a bit over the years of find the differences. I'm 100% positive. He asked, if you don't believe it's Megan, who do you think it is? I said, beep, beep. He asked, can you send me some pictures, maybe a handful to show me a little of what you were talking about? I said, yes, yes, I will. He said, let me give you my email address. Do you have a pen and paper? I said, yes, let me get a paper. I grabbed a sheet of paper and wrote down his information. I then threw in about having an attorney, but the day of digging Megan's headstone up, when we walked up to him, one of the first things he said to us was, how are you gonna feel to be wrong today? I said, like he already knew. Beep, said, send me those pictures of the two caskets. I said, I will, and thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. I mentioned, I said, sir, they are having some things going on out there and I do not want to disrespect anyone or interfere with anything. He said, we won't interfere with what is going on, but we will go to the cemetery. I said, yes, we will need to go to the cemetery and thank you. I told him to have a good day and we hung up. And of course, anyone that knows me knows I was crying while talking to him. I had to go and lay back down, thanking the good Lord above. I'm so happy right now and sick. After I calmed down a little, I knew I couldn't get the pictures together to send to him, so Madison offered. She said, Mom, if you can get a few pictures in order, I will email them to me, and then you can tell me what the descriptions of the pictures are, and I could email them to him. I said, really, you will do that? She said, yes, I will do that. I said, all right. I got up. I got a little more than a handful of pictures with a few of what I had told them about on the phone. Madison sent them to her email, and by the time she was done, I was asleep. We weren't able to send them until the next morning. February 11th, 2020. Madison went into school late. Well, because I'm sick and I couldn't drive her. So we put the descriptions with the pictures and she sent them at 10.59 a.m. Then I drove her to school. Thank you, Madison, for all your help. February 12th, 2020. I went to the cemetery after I dropped Madison off at school. It's raining, so I knew it would be flooded in some areas. And it is. Why couldn't they have just been honest? 8.48 p.m. I'm relaxed, sitting in a chair, and I start thinking about the scenario at the cemetery. And I thought of another piece of proof. I thought to demonstrate where the beep headstone used to be, it shows the north tree with the beep headstone east of the tree with headstones across the street. 2016, it shows the beep headstone now across the street from the south corner of the east-west street. If you stand where they say they cut down the tree, because that's where I would have had to have been standing to take the pictures back in 1999 to 2008, now look at where the beep headstone is. You would not see the same headstones across the street. Plus, you see the east-west street. Plus, more headstones north of the east-west street. And compare the tree stump picture to the north picture, excuse me, the north tree and the south tree. Just a few more pieces of the proof is in the pictures. February 14, 2020. Happy Valentine's Day to my angels. We went to the cemetery today. I put heart suckers on our baby's headstone. Well, Megan's, I stuck it in the ground under the tree. And that's where I will continue to put her flowers and trinkets until they prove to me who I have. Who are the ashes of? Are they Megan's? There is a sad feeling here today. 
I just wish they would do the right thing. February 15, 2020. I'm frustrated, exhausted, and a bit sad. I tried not hard not to let these feelings consume me, but on some days it's tough. And I know I have to be strong. I have to keep my wits about it. And I know too, there's something more powerful helping me get through this than anything on earth. February 16, 2020. Happy birthday, Wyatt. He would have been a teenager today. This morning when I woke up, my first thought was, it's Wyatt's 13th birthday. My next thought is, think positive, think positive. I then recite positive thoughts, positive words, positive things. We went to the cemetery. While at the cemetery, we went to see Wyatt first to put his flowers in his vase and a birthday balloon. Madison and I went to see Megan. We pull up to put her flowers under the tree where I know Megan to be. As we pull up, there is a car coming towards us. Madison pulls over to the side of the road for them to pass. We waited a minute to get Megan's flowers and Madison notices that the car stopped in Babyland 6 West. Madison said, look, looking at me. I looked up and looked through the side view mirror to see they are behind us, but face the opposite way. I looked at Madison and said, I should go talk to them. Madison said, well, yeah. Madison and I watched them for a matter of a few minutes. Then we got out of our car and put the flowers under the tree, not on the spot they just dug up. After they were done, I stood there for a moment then I walked over to where a woman and a young boy were visiting a headstone. When they looked to be done, I said, hello, how are you? The woman replied, hello, we're good, how are you? I said, we are good too, thank you. I asked her, can I talk to you for a bit? She said, yes. I first asked her if she received a letter about the headstones. She said, no. Madison told her about the letters we sent out. and She mentioned her dad used to live at probably the address and he's no longer there. So she didn't get a letter. I said, have you noticed anything odd here in this area? She said, I know there looks to be headstones missing. I said, yes, looking around. She said, I know that the rock headstone laid up next to that tree. I looked at her and said, I love you. We laughed. I asked her, do you remember the two trees? She said, yes, I remember the two trees. I said, in years ago, like it was cracked in half due to a storm. She said, oh my God, yes. I usually come out here after a storm to make sure everything is all right. She said, and when I came out here and saw the tree cracked in half, I said, oh my God. I said, I have done the same thing over the years. I came out here on May 9, 2015 to find the headstones had been moved after we had floodwaters two days prior. I said I had to wade in water halfway up my legs to get Megan's vase along the fence line, and I started taking pictures. I said I have taken pictures out here since 1999. Madison said, she does. She has lots of pictures. I then say, do you remember a tree being right here? She said, no. I said, okay, do you ever remember walking between two trees right here? The location of where they say they cut down a tree. She said, no, that would have been too close to the street. I said, you don't remember walking between two trees as a tunnel to get back to these headstones? She said, no. I said, because with these two trees this close together, the branches would have been in full bloom. It would have been like a tunnel to walk under until 2016. She said, no, that didn't happen. As I'm walking, I asked her, do you believe the second tree was here? I stood where the tree was cracked in half until 2011. She said, Yes, that's where the other tree was. I looked over at her and said, thank you, and gave her the thumbs up. 
She said, wow. I walked back over to where they were standing. We talked for a little longer about how it's always flooded out here. We brought up about the pond that lays there for days and still had water laying in the grass. She agreed. She said, I told him, pointing at her son, that this weekend's going to be nice so we can go to the cemetery because it's always wet out here. I said, I know, and I'm so very grateful you came today. Thank you. I asked her, can I get your contact number? She said yes and gave me her phone number. I put it in my phone and Madison put it, her name in with her number. Madison then called her phone so she would have my contact also. I told her, I will contact you when I find out anything and you can call me if you want to know anything. She said, all right, and thank you. I said, I'm truly sorry for having to tell you this, but it needs to be fixed. It needs to be made right. She agreed. She said, no, don't be sorry. Thank you. We walked away. I got in the car and I told Madison, it's Wyatt's birthday, but I feel like I am the one getting the gift. Thank you, my angels. Madison pulled around to the street between Megan and Wyatt to set off three balloons. We sang happy birthday and released them. Madison drove home and in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, what a day. All these years, I would wish for someone to pull up for me to talk to them. I know now that I have talked to three different people at the cemetery and three different people on the phone from the letters we sent out. But today, talking with this lady, she knew the same things I knew. Happy birthday, Wyatt. February 18, 2020, 2.21 p.m. I got a call that's related to a headstone, so my letters are still in circulation. I missed the call. At 5.23 p.m., I called her back to leave a message. I did tell her who I was and left my number. Now I hope she calls me back just to hear what she has to say or me to tell her a little of what's going on. February 19, 2020. 4.03 p.m. I tried to call again. There's no answer. I did not leave a message. I guess for now I will let her reach out to me if she feels she needs to. But you know me. I really wish she would call back. I have to keep thinking positive. I have to keep moving forward. I did look for attorneys today. I have a list of whom I will start to call. There are three I can email, and for me, that is better to email. Then I can say what I need to say and not start crying. It, that has been my biggest problem throughout this. I get so darn emotional. Keep me strong, Megan. February 22nd, 2020. Another week has gone by and I haven't heard back from the newscaster. I have been looking for an attorney. I have the three emails, and I'm going to be sending them out, hopefully without me having to tell my story face-to-face -face or over the phone. I can tell it in an email, and one of the three will feel it to get back to me. I still haven't heard back from beep, beep. I, I have called her, and she does not answer. I wish she would call back. February 23rd, 2020. I drove through the cemetery today with Madison and her friend. Megan's flowers are still there where she is laid to rest. Thank you. A new week starts tomorrow and I'm praying for good to come this week to get this over. And I'm keeping in my mind to stay positive. February 24, 2020. Today I'm exhausted on what else to do. I start emailing the attorneys. The first one emailed me back at 12.58 p.m. telling me some of the, telling him some of the story and not giving advice I haven't already done. But I do appreciate him calling me back. At 2.22 p.m., another attorney emailed me to make an appointment on March 2nd, 2020 at 1 p.m. 
He did ask if I can send him the documents electronically or to bring them when I met with him. I said, I can bring them with me. He said, that's fine. He did say in an email that he doesn't know anything about one of these cases, but he will take a look at it. And I'm so very grateful for that. I'm hopeful that he will help us. He did tell me also he will study up on the laws for this kind of case before we meet. And all I could say is, thank you. Beep, beep. I'm feeling really happy right now and I'm staying positive. February 25th, 2020. Today it has been two weeks since we sent beep, the newscaster, the pictures and the descriptions of the pictures. I have not heard anything from him. What is going on? I don't understand why no one wants to help to make this right. I am now meeting with a new attorney. I did put the case, the documents, the timeline, the pictures, the description of the pictures together. I need to make a few copies of some documents, but as long as I get them done by Monday, I will be ready. February 27, 2020. Flowers are still there. Thank you for not showing any more respect on Megan. February 28, 2020. I emailed beep this morning for his address. He emailed me back with it. We have the weekend to wait, and then I'm hoping he will help. March 2nd, 2020. This is the day we talked to a new attorney, and I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping to get this done for Megan and the others. They deserve it. Keep us in your thoughts and prayers. We arrive a little before 1 p.m. Madison and I walk in. The lady at the desk counter said, hello, how are you? I said, we are good. We are here to see Mr. Beep. She said, yes, one moment. As Madison and I walked over to sit down, she showed us into another room. She asked if there's anything she could get for us. Madison said, no, I'm fine. I said, no, I'm good and thank you. She left the room. In a matter of a few minutes, a man walked through the door, introducing himself as beep, beep. We stood and I introduced myself and Madison as he reached his hand out to shake mine and then hers. We sat back down. The attorney said, so you have a headstone that has been moved by floodwaters and they moved them back, but moved it to the wrong spot? I said, no. And I start telling him the story. I'm talking and he's asking questions and I answered them. Then I got to November 26, 2019, and the tears started rolling. I tried to contain them. I even apologized for crying. The attorney excuses himself to get some Kleenex, and I greatly appreciated it. After I was done telling him the story, he told me, I'm not going to tell you I will be able to do this, and if you hire me, I will study the laws of what we can do, and I can tell you at the end of the week or first part of next week. I said, all right. He said, the time constraint may have expired, but I will have to look to see if they were at fault or it's just taken so long. I said, well, when it started and we started calling, they wouldn't return our calls. And even after I hired an attorney, they would put him off also. There was just no communication. Beep said, let me study up on the laws and I'm not going to tell you something and not do it. I said, oh, please don't. I scooted my, back, my chair back to stand as him and Madison stood to leave the room. I shook his hand at the door and I told him, thank you. He shook Madison's hand and we walked into the lobby. Madison told the lady at the front desk counter, thank you and to have a wonderful day. She said, thank you and you too. I said, thank you. And I'm still a bit emotional. We left. The meeting went well, I thought. When we got in the car, I said, man, I get so emotional when I have to repeat the story. 
I asked Madison, how do you think I did? On a scale from one to 10, what would you give me of how I did? She said a nine and a half. I looked at her and said, really? She said, yeah. I chuckled a little and said, the other half was because I started crying. She said, uh-huh, and started laughing. I laughed and said, so I didn't do too bad then. She said, no, you did good. I said, thank you, baby. Madison said, now try to do what the attorney said and rest. I said, I know, I will. When we stood to leave, he told me he would be in touch with me by calling or emailing me at the end of the week or early next week. So yeah, I'm going to rest or at least try to. We went to the cemetery to check on things and I took a picture of Megan's area and the flowers are still there. And of course, the anticipation of waiting will probably be a little tough, but I'm going to stay positive. March 5th, 2020. The other day when Madison and I met with beep about the case, he said the time constraint may have run out. He would have to check the timeline. When he said that, I thought, this has been going on since May 11th, 2015. So the time limit of this couldn't have run out unless it's on them for ignoring us. This evening while writing in my timeline, I looked at some little slips of paper and I noticed the dates of the first time I met with Stan at the cemetery was March 28, 2016. Then I met Stan, Mark and Linda at the city hall and then met them at the cemetery on April 6, 2016. So there it is. It starts on May 11, 2015, the first phone call we made to the city. Then not even a year later, I finally was able to get someone from the city to acknowledge we were calling. And I met Stan at the cemetery that afternoon at 3 p.m. Then after the second meeting on April 6, 2016, it went back to not calling us back and not taking any calls. So there's proof that a year did not go by without some kind of something from them. Well, really not much of anything from them, not even respect. March 6, 2020. I'm still going to believe in the saying when you don't hear any news. It's Friday, so I will wait until Monday or Tuesday. Beep, said by the end of the week or first part of next. So I will wait, fighting back tears. God, I just hope this works out for us. March 11, 2020. We went to the cemetery today. Today is my day and I'm happy they were there, the flowers. I really don't understand why they leave them alone now. Because when we would put something where the flowers are now before, they would be gone the next day. That's why I'm so thankful they have not been moved. The Christmas flowers 2019 and now spring 2020. 4.36 p.m. And I haven't heard from beep today, but I think no news is good news. Some say maybe you should call him. Some say wait for him to call or email you. I'm back and forth, but I haven't called him. Madison said wait until the end of the week. We did hand him a file full. I looked at her and said, oh, I know. Yeah, all right, I will wait until Friday and email him. I know it was a lot, and I know it's most likely more than he anticipated. Or should I just wait for him to contact me? Madison said, yeah, I would wait for him. I said, yeah, all right, I will. Although it would be an awesome day if beep would call and tell me some good news. That would really put the day over the top. She said, he will. At the same time, my friend Patty is calling to tell me she's praying hard for him to call me. I am too. 
We had a good day and I thank you, Madison. And today it has been one month since I sent the pictures to the newscaster. We haven't heard anything back from him. Well, I guess we can all take a guess whether or not he's going to help us. I'm guessing not. March 13, 2020. Friday the 13th. I read my daily word today and it refers to, with God, I'm always protected. To release all fears and doubts and knowing might guide me to exactly what I need when I need it. I'm taking it as a sign. When I finished reading, I told Madison about the daily word and she told me, I think if he wasn't going to take it, he would have already have told you. I said, yeah, that's what Patty said too. So I will wait to hear from him. It is now 2.22 p.m. and the day is not over yet. 5.33 p.m. is the end of the second week. I just wish I knew whether or not, whether or not what, whether or not he's going to work by the hour or if he's going to do it on contingency, whether or not he's even going to take the case. Just let me know already. So much time has already gone by because of their negligence. Please don't let much more time go by without having some kind of resolution. And I will wait, only because what else can I do until I feel I'm being ignored? March 14, 2020. Happy Saturday to all. I have come to the conclusion that no matter how fast I want things to happen, they will happen in their own time. Man, these weekends are so long while waiting to hear the littlest thing. I'm going to be patient. We did go to the cemetery today. My gosh, it's flooded. It's flooded in all areas. Megan's area is the worst. It's just crazy looking out here. And it makes me so darn mad. So disappointing. And I'm so sorry, Megan. March 16, 2020. It has been raining off and on for days and still more rain is expected. Madison and I went to the cemetery today to find water laying on the ground in different areas. Megan's area has been covered since two days ago, but today it looks as though some of the water has receded. I haven't heard from anyone. It has been five weeks since I received the call from the newscaster to hear no more from him after we sent him the pictures. Today it has been two weeks since I gave my case file to the new attorney and I haven't heard anything from him. What is going on? Is anyone somewhere ever going to help us? And I'm thinking Wednesday, I will email him a kind message and find out what he emails me back. So until then, March 17, 2020. My morning went on. I'm thinking and feeling positive, so not doing too bad. I did message beep, the new attorney at 9.50 a.m. I wrote, good morning, beep. I'm wondering what you had decided on the cemetery case. I waited to hear from you at the end of the week or the beginning of last week. If you can give me an update, that would be greatly appreciated. And thank you so much and have a good day. Emily, I couldn't wait. I'm emotional this morning. I'm crying as I'm typing and I just keep pushing. And I'm going to keep pushing. And I can't wait to hear back from just so I know what I need to do next. And they ask me why this has taken so long. Well, 5.44 p.m. I'm a little disappointed I did not hear anything from. Beep. I kind of thought I would have by now. The ball is in his court. Why doesn't anyone get back to me after they hear the story? I mean, this should happen. It's in the pictures. March 19, 2020, 12.50 p.m. Beep emailed me. He wrote, 
Emily, I apologize for the delay. I have reviewed your file and with the utmost sympathy and more or less, he's telling me he can't help me. He can't help. He wrote, you have every right to seek counsel elsewhere or a second opinion. I wish I could do something more for you. I need to return the materials you left me to review. I would prefer that they be hand delivered to you as opposed to risk losing or damaging them in the mail. I will leave the folder with the documents and photographs with my receptionist for you to pick up. If you need them dropped off to you or someplace more convenient, please let me know. Again, I apologize. I am not able to do anything for you. At 1.14 p.m., I emailed him back. Thank you for your email. I will arrange to pick the material up and thank you for your time. After I read his message, my heart fell to my feet and it was being crushed all over again. I got tears in my eyes and I thought to myself, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to let it go. I have more avenues to travel down. It's not going to happen to walk away. I stood there a few minutes in disbelief and then I messaged my niece. 1.32 p.m. I messaged Jennifer and I wrote, hey baby, that attorney could not help. So my question is, should I mail the letters to beep, beep, and beep? Then as soon as I pick up the case file, I will send it to you and you can do your thing with it. She wrote back, yes, start sending letters. I said, all right. I'm on my way out the door. I will pick up the case file tomorrow morning. I will put it in the mail to you. Thank you so much, baby. She said, I love you and we will figure it out somehow. I wrote back and I said, yes, we will. And I love you too. I love all of you. I put the letters in the mailbox at the post office at 8.158 p.m. Excuse me. After I arrived back home, I sat for a few minutes to take it all in. I start to cry. Madison asked me to go with her to get out of the house. Now, of course I did. We went to see Megan and Wyatt. My gosh, the cemetery is flooded. Yes, in Megan's area the most. It looks crazy after they spent all that money to fix the drains. I took pictures and I just keep thinking in to myself, it's not over. It's not over. We visit with the babies for a little bit and went home. We don't go anywhere else because of the virus that's going around. It's better just to stay in. Oh, God. I really thought this man was going to help. I really thought he would be able to prove what they have done wrong. I'm not even bringing up all the misleading things they did along the way. And if the time constraint is a year, the timeline constraint did not run out. May 11th, 2015 to March 2016. That's not a year. And it was only the second day after we found the headstones had been moved when we started calling. The city did not do their job by not returning calls and ignoring what was going on. It's not our fault. 8.48 p.m. I feel as though I've run into another brick wall. I feel as though I'm being betrayed yet again. Wow. How can anyone else not see this? March 20th, 2020. Wow. What a night. I did not sleep well and of course because I couldn't get the matter out of my head. The next morning, I went to the mailbox to get our mail to find the letters I sent to beep and beep had been returned to my address. I didn't put a stamp on either one of the envelopes, but beep was mailed. 
So I readdressed the envelopes and Madison and her friend took them to the post office. They put them in the box at 2.32 p.m. While they were gone, my friend Patty called and I told her what the lawyer had sent in the email. I read it to her. She said, all right. She said, I thought for sure he would help. I said, he didn't even say when the time constraint were to expire, if there was one. She said, we are not done. We will make new laws. I said, no, I'm not done. She said, no, we are not done. I will help you. I said, I'm not done. I put the letters in the box too. Beep, beep, and beep. She asked, you sent letters? I said, yes, as soon as I was done reading his email. She said, all right, you have exhausted the attorneys. I said, yes, it seems that way. She said again, I am going to help you tell your niece that it's called lobbying new laws. I said, all right. She said, I will study the laws and see what we need to do. We have to get with someone in an office branch. If they are running for re-election, that's even better. I said, all right. She said, let your niece know we can all work together. She said, we can all work together on this. We may have to go to her, but we can. I said, all right. She said, let's get it done. I said, all right, and thank you. She said, you're welcome, and I love you and talk to you later. I said, all right, we hung up. When Madison and her friend came home, we left to go to the law office to pick up the case file. I arrived at the law office at 3.20 p.m. On our way home, I drove around Lake Beep so that the kids could see it. After arriving home, I'm relaxing. My own thoughts. There's no way I can give up on this, and I'm not going to. I know the truth about the area and that cemetery, and I'm not letting this go until they recognize what they did, whether for Megan anymore or for the rest of them. I have a plan and I need to explore the avenues and I want to help put into law these kinds of acts so this doesn't continue to keep happening. So for now, I will work with Jennifer and Patty and see what we can get done. Thank you both. Another thought. I know there's something not right. I know they can't treat people the way they have. They've made a mistake. They made a bigger mistake. And I know it. I know, too, I will find someone that will take a look and want to truly help. And I know I have always sat behind the existing tree from 1999 to 2015. And at one time, there was a North tree, but it was cut out after it was cracked in half by a storm. I have not walked between two trees that would have stood so close together from 1999 to 2016. That did not happen. This is all unnecessary. In the beginning, I wanted it fixed. I know they can't get away with doing this, not just to me, but to any of us. And they keep saying I have no concern for the rest of them. But oh, I do. And I understand that not one of them other than Megan is my business, but guess what? I need to make sure the others know of what has happened over the past almost five years, and I will make sure I do. So I may not have no say on if the others wants their headstones fixed or not, but I, want it, I wanted it made right for Megan, and it wasn't. You people cannot convince me where you dug Megan's headstone at, up at was where Megan was laid to rest. March 22nd, 2020. Another thought came to mind this morning. They want me to believe that even though the tree they say they cut down had no tree roots in the ground, we checked with a probe, and the red blocks that were drawn in the grass for the headstones to be moved back, are not where they need to be moved back to because they would be even further away from where they are now. And why haven't they moved the others back? If they know five or six of them had been moved, 
why didn't they move the other headstones back, even though I didn't agree to where Megan's were? And then they fixed the drain system after 70-some years. And they want me to believe that that was Megan's casket they pulled out of the ground. And it looked nothing like Megan's except white in color. They expect me to go on if nothing has happened. And that's not going to happen. I'm at a standstill right now because of the coronavirus. It's, expect, it's affecting all of us. But as soon as things are back up and moving, I will pursue it all the way. Madison's friend and I went to the cemetery, and I went because it had been raining and I haven't been out in a day or two. Yes, there's still water laying all over the ground in different areas, but Megan's area looks terrible, the area they fixed. I told my babies we love them and to give each other a hug and a kiss for us. I tell them that every time I'm here. It's so damn sad. It's so damn disgraceful. It's embarrassing. It really is. March 24, 2020. I woke up this morning thinking, I really hope this works in our favor. I did get online to look up how to lobby new laws. So that's an option too. I'm thinking I need a spokesperson to talk for me because I get so darn emotional bringing it up and having to talk about it over and over again. I just can't believe those people will let this go. For that matter, anyone that knows about this, how do they let it go? March 25th, 2020. When I woke up this morning, I was happy to see the sunshine, a positive light. I said a prayer and let my feet touch the floor. I ate my breakfast and watched a little TV when Madison got up for her breakfast. I messaged my niece shortly after and I asked her, 11.10 a.m. I wrote, hey Jen, is everyone doing all right? I have my case file run off on a flash drive. If you want it now, send me your email address. You can work on it when you can get it, if you still want to do it. Thank you, baby and love you all, and I want you all to be all right. She writes back, we are all doing good. You can send it to my email address, and she sent me her email address. I'm hoping to have something else for you soon. I got an email from a lady that has taken pictures at the cemetery from one of the websites I use, and she is going to look through and see what she has and send me anything that may help. I said, oh my gosh, baby, thank you. She wrote, if she has anything, we may be able to compare your pictures and hers and use it as more proof. I wrote, yes, that was my first thought too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I said, this case has 94 pages. You can read through it and look at pictures and then figure out how you want to display it. She wrote back, okay, I will go through it. I wrote, if you have any questions, you can call no matter what time or day or night. A lot of it is self-explanatory. Thank you so much, baby. You just don't know how much I appreciate it. I said, it's being sent in three different sections. She wrote, all right, I will be looking for it. I wrote, let me know when you receive it. Tomorrow, I will send what the five pictures mean. She wrote, I received it. It was in three sections. I wrote, yes, I know I just needed to let Jen know how much I appreciated what she offered to do for me. That's why it means so much more, because she offered. Thank you in a big way. March 26, 2020. It's a somber day. We're shutting down. It's a little scary. I have been staying in, I don't take any chances and I'm not going to. I'm at high risk as it is, so I'll be glad to stay in for a couple weeks. It has already been two and a half weeks, Sunday will be three weeks and there's no problem of staying in to stay well. I did talk to Jen this evening to talk about what we are going to be doing. She wrote, I'm waiting to hear back from that woman that I have been talking with about the pictures and she has been taking pictures too over the years. 
I wrote, all right, good. When you are ready, just let me know and we can set whatever you're going to do up. She said, all right. We talked a little longer about some other issues that are going on and we said good night. March 27, 2020. Wow, what a stressful day yesterday was. Our country is shutting down. It's sad that we have come to this day and time. Things are just so evil. This morning when I woke up, I felt a sense of confusion. I checked my sugar and I was a little low. I received a call to talk to my doctor about going into the office. We can't do that. And I wouldn't have gone anyway, even if we could have. The call went well and I'm proud of myself. I mean, with all the stress I have been going through, I try even harder to keep up with my diabetes. So when the doctor said she looked at the pump information through the webpage and said I was doing good, great actually, I'm proud of myself. My morning went well and I talked to my brother. I told him I feel like I'm at peace. He said, I do too. He said, I felt it when I first got up. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, me too. I felt a little confused when I first got up, but now it's like a peaceful feeling. He said, wow. My phone was beeping with another call. It's my nephew, Brian. I told my brother, John, to let me call him back. We said goodbye. My nephew called to check on us. I told him we were all doing good and they are doing good also, which was a good thing. We talked a little while, while he was on his lunch break, while talking, I read him a Bible verse. I said, the lockdowns will start on the 26th of March, 2020. And the Bible verse was quoted, Isaiah 26, 20. Go home, my people, and lock your doors. Hide yourselves for a little while until the Lord's anger has passed. The day and year which it's 2620 corresponds with the verse 2620. I received this yesterday on March 26, 2020. Brian asked me to send him the verse and I did. As the day went on, Madison and I went to see Wyatt Megan. The water level is down, but there's water still laying on the ground in different areas. Megan's area still has a little pond, but not as much as there was days ago. Man, oh man, I thought they fixed the situation. I took some pictures and her flowers are still standing west of the tree where her headstone and she had laid for 16 years. And now I'm supposed to walk away from this to agree with them that they dug Megan up. Not, that's not going to happen. God watch over me, God watch over us, watch over all of us. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to you listening to the next part. Stay kind with your words. Thank you.